Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Coach Freddie here. I'm in Seven Springs, Pennsylvania at the Mother Earth News Fair working together to create a sustainable life. This is part four. I'm here talking with uh, Melanie Seal, and uh, she owns a business all about bees. Hello, Melanie. Hi. Um, so we own Blue Sky Bee Supply. Uh, we're a beekeeping supply business. We have diversified into native pollinators as well. That would be leafcutter bees, mason bees, um, and hundreds of other species of bees. Uh, we offer equipment for all of those. Okay. Um, now, we also uh, manufacture uh, and own uh, honey containers. That uh -huh. would be your basic honey packaging okay. and honey extraction equipment. Um, okay. Very good quality stainless steel equipment uh, for managing your honey crop. Okay. Uh, we do offer a full line of beekeeping equipment okay. for honeybees. Now, that right. would be sustainable products such as formic acid for mite control. Uh, we offer also, through our website, uh, uh, instructional videos. Uh, I am a beekeeper. My assistant, Jessica, is a beekeeper. And you oh. can watch us use a lot of the equipment that we sell. Oh, If you awesome. have questions. So, yeah. so what's your... What's the biggest thing about the sustainability that you can offer people? Well, we really uh, recommend that you uh, manage your hives starting in April even for better overwintering. And that means managing queen quality, nutrition, and pest management. Okay. Uh, and that is a year-long process that does result in, of course, greater honey yields, but more importantly, greater survivorship for winter. Okay. So we would like to see um, beekeepers managing all through the year for better survivor uh, bees. What can people, if they don't own any bees or have a hive, what can they do? Well, I would say support your local beekeepers. Um, if they manage their hives uh, in a healthy way, uh, they're most certainly going to get honey. Uh, healthy bees produce honey okay. um, and purchasing that local honey. Okay. Um, when you see beehives behind on a farm or as you're passing down and they have a for sale sign, um, if you enjoy honey, buy it locally oh, um, well, and raw if possible. Yeah. Uh, one question uh, I have for you. What's your opinion on hemp or industrial hemp? Oh, which I um, call I hemp. Okay, okay. Um, well, actually, uh, there has been no real application um, of hemp in beekeeping or beehive management at this time, uh, although we feel that it's, it's a very valuable forage. Um, if it's a pollen-producing plant, and honeybees can utilize that to raise their brood, pollen okay. is their protein. Okay. Um, and honeybees need diverse protein. Just like you and I, they need a diverse diet. Okay. Um, we're always in favor of that. Okay. Yeah, quite. Well, thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you. 
Hey, I'm here at the festival where I'm talking to Carol. How you doing, Carol? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much. Yes, and tell us a little bit about your business. You got a lot of clothes here, and tell us about you know name of your business and where you're located. Absolutely, the name of my business is Taproot Threads, and we are located in Greenfield, Massachusetts. Okay. We've been in business about six and a half years. I started this company. Um, we offer our own hand hand drawn original designs, mostly botanical, some sort of homesteading puns, I guess you would call it. Um, okay. I've drawn most of the designs. My husband has done a few. We do all of the printing ourselves using water-based ink, and all of the garments that we print on are what we like to call responsibly sourced. So they're all either made in the United States, or if they're imported, they carry a fair trade or a wrap certification. And once we've established that uh, the, the people making the garments are making a fair wage, we try to find as much organic and recycled material as we possibly can. Awesome. So that's how you're contributing to sustainability. Exactly. We also use water-based ink, which is a much less um, impactful type of ink than, say, something like Plastisol. So okay. we try to do a little bit better every year with sustainability. Yeah, great. And so what do you know about hemp, industrial hemp? I know a little bit about industrial hemp. Um, I do know that it is much easier to grow than cotton. It requires much less resources, water, pesticides, etc. Um, I do know it's harder to find and more expensive, and so I hope that that changes. You know, there's a lot of positive changes happening on that front. We do a little bit of hemp fabric, um, although not as much as I would like. So thank you very much. Thank Carol. you very much. We're going to go all the way up to the top at uh, Seven Springs Mountain Resort. I'm here with Clay. How's it going? <laughs> hey. Happy to be here. Uh, tell us about Franny's farm. When did you get started with Franny? So I've known uh, Franny since I was in about fourth grade. So it's been, I don't know, it seems like 15 years, maybe more. Uh, but I didn't really get to know her until later down in my high school years. Uh, that was about 2012 when I helped on the uh, barn raising. So the barn raising was building up the property that Jeff and Franny had purchased out in Leicester outside of Asheville, and that was Franny's farm you know, originally. And so they built out all the cabins and the barn and built all of the area to uh, keep all the livestock and build up the gardens. And, you know, in 2016 or so, they had developed a pretty good agro-tourism destination spot. And so... I'd been out there a few times for some different events, and I know they hosted, hosted weddings and different stuff, and, you know, they all of a sudden got involved with Blake Butler, who was the executive director of uh, the Hemp Association in North Carolina, and so he was telling Franny that they should grow hemp. It's a perfect path. Uh, she had come from, you know, the forestry and uh, the pharmaceutical background before that as a sales rep for a long time, and so it kind of was the perfect segue into that holistic healing kind of career path, understanding all the adversity of the plant and what we could use that for, but also the CBD aspect of it. So 2017 was the first year they actually got plants in the ground. Uh, we've been working with NC State through that research pilot program. Yeah, I was out there. Yeah, and so it was awesome to see those plants going in, the hemp fiber plants. And then 2018, they decided to go for the CBD resinous hemp, and that's kind of what bloomed the entire pharmacy side so after that harvest in 2018 uh, we had enough biomass and top cut flour to produce our entire product line that we now sell you know nationwide which is awesome yeah 
So you, uh, you're the manager of the store? Or yeah, so I started part-time. I just had finished college, and I was living back in Asheville. Uh, this was at the you know, end of last summer, 2018. Okay. And I went over there and dropped off a resume, and they had all the plants drying, hanging in the store, the dehumidifier. <laughs> I remember, I remember that. <laughs> and uh, so it was awesome to kind of see all that. And then I started, like I said, part-time. I was working a couple days a week, and they realized that my value was high, and I had a you know, pretty big interest in cannabis and CBD and uh, hemp and all of it, and that you know, having my degree in environmental science was enough to give me that push that I needed to really invest myself into the science and really understand the entire biology of how uh, CBD is working on the system so I can educate uh, the people that come into our store. And so I ended up moving up the ranks to a managerial position just a couple of months back. I think it was three or four months ago. And uh, it's been awesome ever since. You know, I've been working full-time for a little while before that. Okay. Um, I've been promoted to full-time and then eventually took over as a manager just a few months after that. So. Okay. Yeah, awesome. it's been awesome so far. I've been, you know, happy to be a part of it. And it's been crazy to see the growth of the industry and how positive hemp has come back now and all the different aspects of it are awesome now to see the development of that uh, from the sustainability front but also from a healing uh, front as well you know for medical value it's, it's insane all right. uh, how much you can get out of the plants well here we are on the ski lift still going up here another five minutes or so but anyhow Hey, it's glad to uh, met you. We oh, probably of course, ran coach. into each other on the farm there. I'm sure, yeah. I'm glad to have been able to officially meet you and hang out. This has been a great trip. I'm glad I was able to come out to, you know, good old yeah. PA. And well, thanks, Clay. Appreciate it. Hey, I'm here at the fair, and I'm speaking to Gloria Ketchum. And how you doing, Gloria? I'm doing well. Well, great. And uh, tell us a little bit about your business and where you're actually located at. Sure. We are Kitchen Craft Cookware. We are the uh, oldest waterless and greaseless cookware company for 113 years. Okay. We are at a West Bend, Wisconsin. Cool. We are making our pots and pans in a fully e-green certified plant. The only cookware that can say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, we are 100% sourced and made in United States. Fabulous. Yes. Um, so one of the things that really benefit our society with our cookware is is that our cookware, you're cooking on low to medium heat, so you're saving energy. Food cooks a lot quicker in our cookware. And not only that, you're keeping your vitamins and your nutrients in our food by cooking the way that our cookware provides that opportunity. Okay. Well, that sounds great. Now, tell us a little bit about that. They're all stainless steel? They are. They are surgical-grade stainless steel, so they are naturally non-porous and non-stick. No chemicals in our cookware completely healthy right. seven layers all the way up okay. and um and they are like i said the steel comes out right here in pennsylvania oh well that was really great yeah. so so you mainly sell your wear at uh, fairs and stuff like that right correct we don't sell in stores we don't sell you know online on on any other sites okay. um our company the owner he is an old-fashioned guy and so he was one of the original door-to-door -door salesmen way back when okay as selling pots and pans kind of like zig ziglar okay and uh he actually helps support us distributors out on the field and so we sell at fairs and uh home shows and rv shows and tiny house shows and things right. like that 
These are lifetime guaranteed. Oh, forever. Yeah, forever. not not the, your lifetime, but the forever lifetime of the pot. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we can say that since we've been around for 113 years. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I watched a, a demonstration uh, yesterday with yes. your cooking. It was really great, and the food is fabulous. Yes, thank you so much. I really appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so one question I want to ask you, because this is going to be on the iHemp Revolution podcast. Sure. What do you know uh, about hemp or what's your, your uh, feelings about hemp, industrial hemp? I, honestly, I don't know much about it. I do know that the, um, the CBD oils, or if you can get a good source where you know where it's coming from, that it, they can have really high medicinal qualities, which I think is fantastic. Okay. Um, I have like several products that are made out of hemp. Okay. Um, but I don't know clothing. enough about it. To, clothing, yeah. Okay. So yeah. I don't know enough about it, though, to, okay. to say otherwise. I apologize on that end. No, no, don't apologize. <laughs> We're here to educate people. Yeah. <laughs> At least you're, you have some clothes. Yes. And you're, you're using the product. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Any last words you would like to say to our audience? Thank you for your time. And if I can be of any help, look up kitchencraftcookware.com. Hey, this is Coach Freddie, and uh, I'm here having a little conversation with Toya. How you doing, Toya? Hi, how are you? I'm just fine, thank you. So, what's the name of your business here? This is Von Strom Woolen Mill, and we're in South Bloomfield, Ohio. Okay, and uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, woolen mill. Okay, we're a full-service woolen mill. What we do is go out to local farmers within a 50 to 60-mile radius of our studio. After washing and um, processing the fiber, we then make finished goods. Okay, and so tell us a little bit about your goods here. You have some stuff, uh, some socks, and you have some inserts for mm -hmm. shoes and stuff. Absolutely. Um, depending on what type of fiber we have, we make anything from socks to shoes. Um, we also make um, the shoe inserts, capes, you name it. Okay, and you have some beautiful women's apparel here, shawls and stuff like that. Tell mm -hmm. us about that. Uh, we either knit or we can use a felting technique and we make jackets and shawls and uh, capes and those type of things. Okay. And how long have you been in business now? Ten years. Ten years. Mm -hmm. Beautiful stuff you have here. So how do you help the sustainable living movement? We pay um, maximum dollar for our wool. We get them straight from the farmer. Uh, we, like I said, go within a 50 to 60 mile radius so there's a lot very little um, carbon emissions from having things trucked in and then we do everything in-house we're pretty much vertical so we can wash in-house dye it spin it into yarn and do everything start to finish right in-house so how did you get into this wool stuff <laughs> well my background is electrical engineering and robotics and this was a uh, hobby that got out of control <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay and you have a little piece of machinery here. What is that? This is a auto knitter. It is a um, hand crank sock knitting machine. And so it is a hand crank version of the industrial machines that I use in the studio. This, um, instead of using a motor or a computer, uses my brain and my muscles. We're the ones in the studio. I built all the socks on CAD and then programmed the machines to run those. Oh, okay. Well, awesome. So let me ask you a question here. You're into wool and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you know about hemp and industrial hemp? I know quite a bit about um, industrial hemp. Um, I'm in Ohio, so unfortunately it's not, well, it just became legal. 
Um, but you can use hemp for all different types of clothing, uh, wonderful fabric materials for jackets and uh, blankets, uh, bedspreads. It's a wonderful material. Okay, awesome. So thank you very much thank for you. being a guest on the I Have Revolution podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the IHAMP Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on Facebook.com forward slash IHAMP Revolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host. Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.